I'm Tiffany Josephs. Welcome to Magic Carpet Life, the podcast. I believe this is the most auspicious time on the planet to create a vibrant, soul-satisfying lifestyle, and I'm here to be your guide. Each week, we'll chat about inner life, personal style, creating work that lights you up, and all other ways to bring magic into your everyday life. Your life from the magic carpet starts now. Welcome to Magic Carpet Life, your weekly wonder trip into the infinite discovery of who you are. I'm your host and guide, Tiffany Josephs, and I am here to romance the world to a higher love. Why are you here? Have you thought about it? Have you written it down? Have you shouted it from the rooftops? Well, this is your time. The world has never been more ready to receive your unique magic And you can think of me as your cosmic cheerleader on your path to discovering just how true that is. So thank you so much for tuning in, and let's get started. (laughs) Hello, Suzanne Hanna. Hello, Tiffany Josephs. Thank you for being a guest (laughs) on the Magic Carpet Life Show. (laughs) Are you ready to go on a Magic Carpet ride? I absolutely am ready. Where we actually fly through the ethers and... Yeah, where are we going to go? to The Alaskan Wilderness? That's where you went on that time. But there's also the Aurora. Oh, that's where the Aurora Borealis? Yes. Okay. If you don't know what we're talking about, you need to go to flythecarpet.com and experience it for yourself. Nice plug. Good job. (laughs) Experience it. (laughs) That wasn't even planned. Yes. um, I do host Magic Carpet Rides, and they are imaginary trips uh, into the soul realm. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the reasons why I'm having you on this show is because you kind of do some things along these same lines. So like attracts like. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. And I've always said this to you, that no matter when we sit down together, it is always a spiritual experience for me. So thank you. Oh, I hope I don't disappoint today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can. I don't think you can. Well, there was a lot of activity before we, we pushed live on this and started recording. I had dirt delivered just now, <laughs> so I had to like make sure that I was out there for no, the you dirt had man. Earth delivered. Earth delivered. That's Thank right. You. Magical Earth delivered, which is now sitting in my driveway, ready for my planting, and I cannot wait. It's like my favorite thing in the mm-hmm. world to just put my and I have really long fingernails right now, so like I have dirt and earth in my nails for weeks when I garden because I'm like oh that was from I'm still like shaking it out so I'm excited for that so it was a lot of commotion and now we're here Mm -hmm. we're here and we're present and I want to share with you all who are listening who are watching about Suzanne Hanna here's who you are and what you're up to we're going to spend the whole hour talking about it but here's the preview Suzanne Hanna is a healer visionary, writer, and inspirational speaker. She's helped hundreds of men and women move through their fear and pain as a way to live a more inspired and wholehearted life. Suzanne is the founder and creator of The Wilderness Walk, an experiential hero's journey through the darkness and fear of the inner mind and the pain of the wounded heart in order to help others integrate all aspects of their being, both light and dark. She's recently ignited, okay, pause for this sentence. Are you ready? You're going to start hearing like Eye of the Tiger music playing or something. (laughs) We need soundtrack for this one. She has recently ignited a healing revolution through her nonprofit organization, the Global Healing Collective. Her mission is to bring together like-minded individuals and businesses who are committed to healing themselves and the world. Dun, 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 dun. My dog's provided it. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Danny and Zoe. Thank you. Oh, that's so exciting. Are you sleeping at night? (laughs) Funny you should ask. Um, Yes and no. Yeah. It's It's a lot going on. But it's, it's... It's the kind of not sleeping that, you know, there are times I wake up in the middle of the night 
feeling incredibly inspired mm. and lit up and I have my journal right next to my bed and I will start writing things down. And then there are those times that I wake up in sweat and anxiety yes. over, you know, everything that's getting created and um, and there's so many factors and things that are so beyond your control when mm. you are creating something like this. So yes. it almost feels like you just have to strap on the seatbelt and go along for the ride uh -huh. um, because that's what it feels like. It feels like I am sort of going along in this journey along with a lot of other people, along with spirit. So it's just been an incredible process. A roller coaster of faith. It is a roller coaster of faith. And you're in the front, sure. and then you've got like hundreds of people on the ride mm. with you. Yes, and, and thousands that are being called, you yes. know, who have not really gotten on the ride quite yet, yeah. but they're on they're their waiting way in line. there. They're waiting in line, yes. <laughs> they're on their way there. Um, so yeah, it's just, and you know this, whenever you create any, anything energetically, uh, it's just what gets transpired and moved through and brought up is just incredible. And I will, t I will tell you one thing, you know, my teacher, Ianla Van Zant always used to tell me that whenever you claim a thing, a thing, everything unlike it is going to show up for the purpose of healing. Okay. So when you claim a healing revolution, everything unhealing will show up for the purpose of being addressed, acknowledged, and healed. Yes. So it is, it's a lot to, to claim. It's a lot to move through. It's a lot to manage. Because it's not just me. It's everybody who's called to this as well. So I will say that there is a lot of healing that is being happening both on businesses and with individuals. Um, and we're, it's just the beginning. It is just the beginning. We've only just begun. <laughs> so, first question yeah. as you speak this. Oh, there's so many things, Suzanne. You are doing. You are a pioneer and um, one of my favorite magic makers. And so tell me, I love what your uh, mentor told you. When did this thing become a thing? Let's talk timeline. <clears throat> so... I, I can tell you the exact moment. Oh, good. There's a story. There's, tell me. Uh, there's a story. There's Make it really story. like juicy and romantic. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, yes. it, you know, it's and everything in my life, really. If you look back on it, I, I can connect all of the dots and all. I call them the breadcrumbs. Okay. You know, I can see all the breadcrumbs that led me to where I am now and what has been created. But I remember about maybe close to two years ago now, I was hiking mm. and I was out in the wilderness and I just remember getting this message about creating something, taking everything that I had learned and had created through the wilderness walk that's been on a micro level and trying to bring that to the macro level. And I remember having this vision of large groups of people gathering. I remember having this vision of it being outdoors. Mm. I remember having this vision of people laughing and crying. I remember having an, a vision of people feeling really inspired and uplifted. Um, I also had a vision of people being witnessed and held. I mean, it was really in a, a very, very powerful visual. And I didn't know what it meant at the time. And I thought, okay, this is interesting and I thought maybe at some point there would be a grand scale of a wilderness walk somewhere out there but as it always happens I started getting all of these little hits as I started moving forward and uh -huh. all of these different little messages that would come through and I remember one particular day and I'll never forget it I kept as things started coming through for me I kept saying I don't want this no, and I, I it was know. a real clear, I don't want this. Um, and why? What, what was the why behind not wanting it? I knew it was big. Mm. I knew it was big, and I knew that it would take a lot of energy, and I knew that it was going to um, feel like something massive that I would need to hold in some way, shape, or form. Mm. And I know very clearly that 
it's not about me, that I'm a conduit. But being, even being a conduit for something like this, I just knew it was big. And I had no idea what that meant. I had no idea, but energetically I could feel it. Uh And I remember having this conversation with God and I basically just said, I don't want it. I don't want it. Give it to somebody else. Give it to somebody else. This is too big. I don't have the bandwidth. I was already busy doing a lot of other things. Yeah. It's not I, like you had tons of free space. No. And I and I felt I already felt overwhelmed. And I mm. said, this is just not for me. I said, somebody else can pick up this ball. And when I had that conversation, it started to get louder. <laughs> what? They didn't, God didn't get the memo. <laughs> it started to get louder. And you know how the way the universe works with those two by fours. And it just wouldn't leave me alone. It just kept coming back and coming back and coming back. And then finally one day I said, okay, I'll make a deal. And you know how we make those deals. Yes. Yeah. And I said, I'll make a deal and I will, you know, I will investigate this. I will mm. open myself up enough to it to find out what's possible, what it could be. And from that moment on, people started coming into my life. I started getting information and it just all started to flow from that point on. Mm. And then I got to a point where I couldn't stop it from moving. Okay. So what I mean was it was like when I wanted to say, hey, whoa, 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 okay. I just said that I would investigate it, yeah. that I would research it. I'm not wanting to actually do it. Um, but it was too far gone at that point. Mm. And there were too many people that I had had conversations with. There was too many things that I had already, um, I already started some movement on. So I knew that it was, I couldn't stop it at that point. And now of course, you know, we're so far in, but, but I, exactly what I anticipated on that day has come to fruition in the fact that I realize how big this is and so um so yeah that's kind of how it started tell everybody about what this is okay (laughs) so this is it's a collective but there's a a lot of things that have that are moving when you said it's like the avalanche or the you know momentum is here in your experience so far what has this become well, I like how you say this um, because, first of all, it's an evolution. It's uh-huh. it has changed, it has evolved as I have moved forward in this process. As people have brought information to me, um, as you know, we have an entire visionary team now mm. that's part of this collective. But basically, what I knew was, you know, I've been an entrepreneur for twenty five years, okay. and I knew. You know how how this works. I know how this (laughs) works. And I also knew how challenging Mm. it is to hold a vision, to not only hold it, but then to sustain it Mm. and to be able to support and be in service of others through it. So I, I know the challenge of that journey. So that was one piece of it. But the other piece of it is that what we don't, really look at is that while we're trying to build these businesses and grow these businesses and sustain these businesses, Mm -hmm. we also have all of this other stuff happening in our lives. People are going through divorces. There's loss. There's financial stress. There's overwhelm. There's chronic physical illness. There's all these things that are happening simultaneously. And what I think we've tried to do historically is to compartmentalize those things. And I, you know, I love the term that I don't know who coined it, but the front room and the back room, Mm. that the front room of our lives, we can have it look one way, it could be pristine and clean and it looks great. And then the back rooms of our lives are a mess. And what inevitably happens is the front room begins to leak, back room begins to leak into the front room and we can't pretend that it doesn't exist and because of the work that I do through my organization the wilderness walk I know that part of the human experience and the human journey is both light and dark 
And we can't ignore all of these things that happen in our lives on a daily basis. And I've seen entrepreneurs sabotage themselves. I've seen them struggle. I've seen them give up on their dreams and on their mm -hmm. visions. I've seen them fall into really bad uh, bouts of autoimmune diseases. Sure. I've been through it. Yeah. And so one of the things that I knew needed to happen is that if we were going to sustain these missions in the world, and we need them now more than ever, because yeah. we are in a place of, I think, a huge tipping point. So in order yeah. to sustain these businesses, we need to provide a platform where the leaders are getting nourished. Yeah. So that the leaders have the ability then to do what they need to do to bring these visions to fruition. And not just to bring them to fruition, but then to sustain them. And so that those missions can then impact the hundreds of lives that they're meant to impact. Because if you think about this, if one mission and one vision, like let's say Magic Carpet Ride, mm -hmm. never gets to serve the people it's meant to serve, then all of those people are not getting something that they need to hear and see and know mm -hmm. because you can't sustain and hold the vision. I can't handle my back room. You can't handle your back room, which eventually means you're not going to be able to handle your front room. Mm -hmm. And so there are a lot of people who need to hear what you have and experience what you have. And I, right now, the latest statistics that I, I looked up is that about 65 to 70% of purpose-driven businesses fail within the first two to three years. Mm -hmm. So think about that. Yeah, that staggering. All of those businesses that are meant to do something beautiful, wonderful, and amazing in the world mm -hmm. never come to fruition or not sustained because there's not enough access to the support, the guidance, the education, mm -hmm. all of that so that those leaders and those visionaries can sustain them. That's powerful. So the Global Healing Collective was born. Yes out of all of this desire yeah. to see the tipping point work in favor yes. of these visionaries, luminaries, people that are signing up to yeah. say, yeah, sure, I'll lead a movement, which is our business. Anytime, anybody that's starting anything, it is a movement. Yes. So let's just elevate it to that. So the Global Healing Collective is now what? What is the entity of? So right now, we're still in the formulation stage. We're still in the visionary stage. But our vision is to build a platform where these conscious leaders, visionaries, innovators, change makers can be a part of. Because one of the biggest pain points that I hear over and over and over again is isolation. Mm. That we feel isolated, that we feel alone, that we feel overwhelmed in creating whatever it is we're creating. Sure. So it's about building that kind of platform, but it's also about building greater impact. Because that's why we're here. Yeah, people love that word. That's why we're here. Yeah. We're not here just to build businesses. We're not here just to evolve our own individual being, our own individual soul. Mm -hmm. We're here to provide impact. Mm -hmm. We're here to provide a ripple effect. Mm -hmm. And so what we want to do is we want to be able to support these businesses and these luminaries mm -hmm. so that they can provide a greater impact in the world. So we have the idea of a virtual platform, but we also want to build community collectives. And one of the ways that we've talked about doing that is by doing pop-up groups in different cities and different places like we did in Boulder yeah. um, recently, where people can gather and they can come together, that we can start a new conversation, a new paradigm, and where we're not just talking about the front room of business. We're not just talking about Facebook ads or marketing right. or how we're going to do this, our email lists. But we're actually talking about what truly matters too, which is our hearts, our minds, our spirits. How are we getting nourished? How are we creating some type of balance in life so that we're not just going through the motions, but we're actually being able to breathe life yes. into what we're creating. But if we don't have our own life force, if we're so cut off, then we can't breathe, breathe life into what we're creating. Yeah, it's a real special kind of magic yeah. to be able to 
uh, lean into a collective yeah. experience. And, um, and I, in, my, in my conversations with people, there have been really great movements of communities, and then there have been really challenging ones mm -hmm. because um, we're all learning different soul lessons, right? So we all kind of will come into a group. There's a lot of groups that are, that are starting. There's yeah. a lot of, this is the nature of the age of Aquarius, you know, we're all, <laughs> we're all finding each other yeah. and we're, we're tribing up, you know, and, and some of those have worked really well. Some of them, um, there's leadership stuff. There's all kinds of fun, you know, in, in, you know, my experience, I, I used to be in a church and, Churches have all kinds of yeah. fun dynamics with that. So yeah. any kind of collective, um, what in your imagination, in your visioning of this, in your building of this, because we are not in the visioning phase. This yeah. is, a, you are building this out. You have a huge event coming up in September. Mm -hmm. What is your secret sauce for how to make a collective something that is composed of all these individuals, something that can nourish as a whole. Mm -hmm. So perhaps my question is more like, what are what is your dream for this to be a holistic experience for people? Yeah, so I love that question. And the biggest thing is about the culture and the ecosystem yes. that gets built. And that's a really big thing. And we've learned in the creation of this, and you've seen some of this firsthand, is it's not always pretty. It's yeah. not always easy. Sometimes it means navigating through things that are really uncomfortable. There's dirt in your fingernails. There's dirt in your fingernails. <laughs> There's dirt in your fingernails in other places too, but we won't go there. Um, but the truth of the matter is, is that it's not always easy. It's not always pretty, mm. but nor is life and yeah. nor is creation and nor is sustaining a business. That's real. And so one of the, that's real. And one of the things that we want to really do is how do we speak the unspokens? Mm. How do we navigate through things that are difficult? How do we um, stay in alignment with our own core values? How do we ask for what we need? How do we set those boundaries? Because if you think about the whole back room, front room thing, is that what shows up one place is gonna show up every place. And it might be in your relationships. It might be in your parenting. It might be in how you deal with how you serve your clients. It's going to show up because we are our businesses. Yes. And so I know that when I have stuff going on within me, it's going to get reflected back and mirrored back through all the people I work with, through my business. And that's when I need to pause and I need to say, okay, what's coming up within me that's out of alignment with what I'm wanting to bring forth, with what I desire, with what I want to create. And sometimes it means I need to go within and deal with that yes. before I can deal with everything else. Yes. But we don't often have cultures and ecosystems that actually encourage that. What we do is we compartmentalize or we externalize and we say, okay, you can do that on your own time. Go to your therapist, go to talk sure. to a friend, deal with that with your coach. But what if we could create a collective where we could do that in a way that felt supportive and generative mm. and of service to ourselves and to each other where we could have the harder conversations? Why do we avoid the harder conversations? They need to happen. And the reason we avoid it is because it's uncomfortable and nobody wants to be uncomfortable. We live in a society of numbing, of running, of avoiding, of denying. We gotta stop, because if we don't stop, then everything that we're seeing externally in the world, the violence, the school shootings, the, you yeah. know, the public political divide, all of that is just a reflection of what's going on inside of us. Mm. So that's where we really need to shift. If we wanna shift ourselves, our businesses, then we can change the world. What is your definition of healing? Hmm. I love this question. And you know, I did, we did a lot of research on this because I've been a healer for many, many, many years. Lifetimes, Lifetimes. et cetera, et cetera, yes. And I really, you know, I don't think until this past year, maybe last two years, I really, really understood it on a core, core level. Yeah. And really what healing means is, and it, this is actually, you could look it up in the dictionary, 
you know, people often think that healing means that we're trying to fix something that's broken mm -hmm. or that something's damaged or it's associated with a stigma with mental illness. Right. But what healing really is, is wholeness. Wholeness or... Wholeness. Wholeness, yes. Wholeness. Mm -hmm. So basically what I see is that we're all on a journey back to wholeness. Mm -hmm. And the only way we become whole is through integrating both the dark and the light. Mm. We don't become whole by focusing solely on the light because the human experience mm. is not just light. Mm -hmm. And we don't become whole by fixating solely on the dark because then we shut out so many amazing, beautiful, miraculous things. Yes. We have to integrate both of those things to allow for it to be real, to yeah. be authentic. And that, to me, is what wholeness is. <laughs> and even fun. And fun. I mean, that... When we do show up in the energy or vibration of wholeness, yes. it is fun. Yeah. The, the, the duality dance is, it's all of it. Yes. It's not, it's neither good or evil or, or you know, it's, it's all. It's all. And it's so hard to, to speak that. It is something that we catch glimpses of. Mm -hmm. um, but I call it range. I always like range as the, uh, it's kind of visceral, you know, that, the higher up we go, the lower down we're going to have to go. And so that's that's very powerful stuff. It's like the universal law of polarity. So the universal law of polarity says that there is a spectrum of dark and light. Mm -hmm. And life is never one or the other. It's somewhere in this spectrum. Mm -hmm. And some people are living closer to the dark. Yeah. And some people are living closer to the light. Mm -hmm. And many of us are living somewhere in between. Mm -hmm. But imagine if you could live a life, not just personally, but also professionally, where there wasn't anything you needed to have to avoid hmm. or to deny or to dismiss. Good question. You know, because if you think about that, let's talk about financial stress for a minute. Okay. It is very real. People go through it all the time. I've been through it. It's, it's something that we need to look at, we need to face. We can't say, okay, just think of abundance. Sure. We need to really look at what are the shadow sides that are showing up around money? What are the shadow sides that are showing up around finances? How are we potentially sabotaging something that we're creating because there's so much unconscious stuff that we've never even looked at or dealt with? Yeah. And so I think one of the things that, my journey is all about is I want to get to a place both personally and professionally where I can accept all aspects of my being. Mm. And that's hard to do sometimes, especially around the things that we judge or that we don't like. Yes. But if we could get to a place and bring some compassion and understand that that's part of our humanness, yes. then it doesn't have to be so scary. Thank you for bringing in an example. Because I just had a conversation with myself in the car once I dropped my kids off this morning. Because I was feeling Which you some, do often. <laughs> I do often. <laughs> always talking or singing to myself. But I, I realized that I had some crazy thoughts in my head. Isolation, right? It's like I'm, I've been um, having this script going on in my head. And I brought it out loud. And I spoke it to myself. And I kind of worked through it to take away some of the charge. But... Um, that, that even within itself, I mean, to have a collective to say, hey, this is something that I realize I'm wanting to avoid. Mm -hmm. This is something that I very much want to avoid. I have a black velvet cloth over it, mm -hmm. energetically in my, in my mind. And um, so I'm going to take this, because there is such a charge on it, to the collective. And I'm going to find some experts and have a, just a, a casual conversation and kind of see what resources and tools are there. Because... One of the goals and the, the things of the collective that you are, are building is you're really curating um, an elevated group of people. Yeah. This is not, I have to go on Google and find, <laughs> you know, financial advisor right. or whatever, or, or these Facebook groups that might have like, that are one degree away from somebody that's in their group or something. Right. You are really inviting and, and raising the bar on who is, is coming in. Yeah, absolutely. Because... It's not easy to be on the forefront of a conscious business or a global healing movement. It's not easy. And there needs to be people who are committed, dedicated, warrior-like 
Mm. You know, boundary expanders, Mm -hmm. you know, people who can vision beyond what we're experiencing right now. You need that in order to move the energy. But here's the thing I want to say about what you just said, which I think is paramount and why collectives are important and why I actually think in the next 10, 15 years, there's going to be more collectives all over the place, just like you said earlier. And the reason being is because there's an old saying that we can't solve the problem with the mind that created it. Yes. And we need to be witnessed. We need to be mirrored. Because I can see something that in the where you are at your level of consciousness at that moment, because you might be in fear or you might be in shame. Or an old story. Or an old story that you can't see. I can reflect back to you the truth of who you are in a way that you can go, oh, yeah, that resonates, that feels right. But very often when we're in isolation or we're in the trap of busyness and we're constantly distracting or we're constantly avoiding, we never get to that. And then we question, why is my business not sustainable? Right. Why am I in unhealthy relationships? Why do I feel like I don't, I'm not thriving, that I'm not living, that I feel like I'm just existing? And the reason being is because there's something energetically we're not willing to look at, whether it's about ourselves or about our businesses. That is um, very, very powerful. I'm just noticing, by the way, your necklace. Sorry, mm-hmm. I, I got distracted there. What is that? <laughs> it's it's um, basically, I got this on a shamanic journey. Um, it is actually turquoise and different types of turquoise um, that I got from a shamanic healer. So. But it's geometric. It's geometric, yes. Which feels really... Yeah. So as you were just talking right now, this feels like collective energy. Yeah. It's like powerful, but it's structured yeah. and it's linear. There's linear aspects to it. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Okay. <laughs> sorry. That was my squirrel moment. AD, ADD moment. Yes. <laughs> jewelry always does it to me. So here's what I, here's what I have seen. Yeah. And I want to get your opinion on this or your, your, your experience. It is so hard to find really Hmm. true mentors to go into the back room. Mm-hmm. Front room, you know, $10 program, no big, you know, learn how to, like you said, Facebook ads, there's yeah. all kinds of, you know, how-tos. That's very instructional in nature. Mm-hmm. Back room, really hard, especially for people like me who are sensitive and have their own that are part of their soul destiny is to work out personal power mm-hmm. and learn lessons about overgiving and overmerging and you know the plight of the of the um, star seed or I don't know whatever you call you know people that are here showing up light working. Yeah. Um, it is hard to find people who are truly um, trustworthy and um, capable of working in those backroom dynamics. So what would you say to somebody who's coming into an awakening experience and um, how, what are the signs of some of a mentor that they should look for? So the first thing I wanna say to you is yes and no. Okay. Yes, it is challenging when we haven't fully dealt with some of the stuff going on internally, uh-huh. because then we're drawing in, sometimes not the right sure. person or the person who might be aligned. But I will tell you, this has been the biggest gift of building Global Healing Collective. Mm. I have met and spoken to some of the biggest visionaries in the global healing and conscious business movement. And every single conversation I've had with people has been incredibly generative. There's so much Mm. generosity. There's so much willingness. Because the reason being is that they are equally as passionate about this and they've done the work. And they've done the work. And they've done the work. Mm -hmm. And so it's that's the thing. It's like like attracts like, right? Mm -hmm. So we're when we're in a position where there's a lot of stuff going on we very easily could attract people, experiences that are part of our healing and our growing. Yes. 
but could also be painful. Yes. And could be difficult. Karmic train wrecks. Karmic train wrecks. <laughs> but I do feel that there are people out there that are incredibly, incredibly willing mm. to give of their wisdom, their expertise. Because here's the thing. Even in my own journey, even in your own journey, we've known what works. We know what doesn't work. We've yeah. learned lessons along the way. And one of my greatest desires and passions in part of my own living legacy is to share that wisdom with people who are coming up behind me. Mm-hmm. And so for me, if I can share with people, that is one thing that in my earlier days as an entrepreneur, I never got. And I made a lot of mistakes. Which was what um, that you never got? That I never got the guidance. Uh, that the I never, guidance. Never or the front room guidance. Really? Never. In your first phase. In of... my first phase, I learned a lot of lessons the hard way. I lost a lot of money. Uh-huh. Um, I had a lot of heartbreak. Uh, I had a lot of failures, if we want to call them that. Sure. But the truth of the matter is, is that every single one of those things has prepared me yeah. for where I am now. I'm much more in tuned with something that doesn't feel like it's working or doesn't feel that it's right. And I also know when I'm out of alignment with mm-hmm. myself and I can go and bounce back a lot more quickly than I used to be able to do. But this is the thing that most of us don't do. And I learned this through Building Global Healing Collective is we don't reach out and seek the wisdom, the guidance that is actually very readily available, mm-hmm. but we don't because we don't feel worthy of it. Mm-hmm. We don't feel like someone's going to really want to talk to us, you know. um, Even though we might have mentors and masterminds and all of this bit in our life, friends, but still the human tendency is to the turtle. And we don't ask. We don't ask, you know, I'm struggling with this. Because A, there's shame around acknowledging it. Mm -hmm. Um, And B, we may not feel worthy of somebody that we might admire or we might put up on a pedestal. And I, you know, one of the person, one of the people who's actually teaching me about this is Sean Corn. I I had an amazing conversation with her. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that she told me was that she wouldn't be where she is today if she wasn't being carried on the back of those who walked the path before her. Mm. And so we've got to think about that. It's like, you know, we're all doing that. That's part of being of service. It's like there are people who are mentoring me and then there's people that I mentor. And, you know, that's part of us moving through life. And yes, are there people out there that are not from that consciousness, absolutely. But there are a lot of people that are. Yeah. And I think we really have to look at that and and see that as why are we stopping ourselves from reaching out? I have taken ginormous risks. You know this. Yes. Calling people, asking people for help. You know, sometimes I feel like an idiot when somebody asks me a question and I don't know what the heck I'm talking about. Yes. But I have to be willing to say I don't know. Because how else am I going to learn? I'm just here and I believe in this. Yeah. Is that what it is that keeps you taking the risk? Um, Yes, because I live it. Mm -hmm. And I know there are a lot of other people who live it too. Mm. And I could get emotional about this. But I know the pain and the struggle that it takes to be a change maker. Yeah. It's not easy. It's not all butterflies. It's and not. the wildflowers and the... And we have to be able to have the celebrations and we have to be able to have those experiences and to have other people that, you know, share in the joy with us. Mm. But we also have to have people who hold the space for the struggle and for yeah. the pain and for moving through some of those really challenging... Because we live in a very complicated universe. And if we can move beyond... The, the barriers and the complications, we can see that we are infinitely supported. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, when you said we were talking about the universe, I was imagining I kind of went up 
and I was traveling the Milky Way and I was <laughs> feeling into all the beauty and I was looking down on earth all in this like split second. <laughs> I was looking down on earth and I thought, boy, humans sure, it's the projected yeah. complexities. It's the projected storylines and the way that we want to make it so yeah. dramatic. And yet there's a functionality of love. Yeah. And, you know, you know, I've been a therapist, psychotherapist for, for many, many years. And I've studied the human brain. I've studied, I've done all different types of alternative therapies, holistic approaches, everything. And here's what I know to be true. And it's really actually quite simple is that part of the human experience and the human journey is that we are going to be wounded. Whether we get wounded in childhood, we get wounded through our peers, through our businesses, through our own interpretations, like you're talking about, yeah. how we see things, our own perceptions, but we're going to be wounded. Because I have an enormous reverence for pain because pain is probably the biggest catalyst for growth. Mm -hmm. And if we're not experiencing struggle and, and difficulties and pain and woundedness, then we're not gonna find that 20 seconds of insane courage within us mm. to rise above it and to move through it. And we need that as part of the human journey and the human experience, and yet, what we don't realize that even in that process and even through all of the struggle and the strife and the pain, we are being infinitely supported. Mm. And so it's both. And that's why it's the dark and the light. And, and every, everything has dark and light. Every business we create has a dark and a light side. Everything is the shadow and the light. And one of the things that I love, and Brene Brown talks about this in her work and her research, is that if we repress and deny and numb the dark and shadow aspects of things, we also deny the joy and the love. Yeah. Because life is about the full breath. Mm. You know, you talked about that earlier. It's mm. the full breath. Mm -hmm. And so I, I enjoy being in a conversation in a room full of people in a collective that I can journey with that can talk about all of the amazing victories and celebrations and creativity and, um, and brilliance and wisdom and fortitude and perseverance. Mm. I love all of that. Yes. But I also want to talk about my hurt and my wounds and my struggle and my challenges and the things that I'm moving through as part of this journey because then I know that I'm whole. Mm. Applause, applause, applause. <laughs> That's how you know you're whole. That's how you know you're whole. When you can bring it all. Can bring in. it all. And when you have people in front of you who just witness. Mm -hmm. That's and the joy. One of the most powerful things that we can do for someone else is to hold space and to say, I see you, mm -hmm. I hear you, and I've been there too. I see you, I hear you, I've been there too. Yeah. I'm going to say that at least three times today yeah. to three different people. <laughs> because it's true, and, and, and even though our stories are different and our experiences are different, there's something that is very universal that we forget. Mm. And it's that we've all experienced love yeah. in some form, even if it's through a dog. Yeah, a dog on your lap. We've all experienced love, and we have all experienced pain. And nobody gets through this journey of life without that. Yeah. And so even if my story is different than your story, you know what it's like to have heartbreak. Mm -hmm. You know what it's like to feel insecure or to feel like you're not sure if this is going to come to fruition. And you also know what it's like to experience joy and love. Mm -hmm. So why not dance in all of it? And embrace it And embrace all. all. One of my goals in life, if I can even call this a goal, it is a, it is a path that I walk on, is a path of living fully alive. Yeah, that and to is, me, yeah. when you say that, that makes me... Now, you're helping this path to be more possible. 
for others and not just conceptual, not just in a Brene Brown talk. You're doing that through the collective, but you are also gathering the masses for a big party in September. <laughs> Can you share yeah. with everybody listening and watching what yeah. all that is about? So I want to say something about this because we are living in a society of, a, of information overload. Yes. There is an, an, all you need to do is get on Google. Mm -hmm. You can find out an enormous amount of information. You can go to a conference. You can read a book. You can talk to a friend. You can even talk to a mentor. Mm -hmm. We have so much information out there. And many of us stay in that sort of analysis paralysis, right? Yes. We go in that place. But what we're hungry for is experience. Yes. And what I want to bring to this mix is that I don't want to have conferences. I don't want to have just lectures. I don't want just information. I want people to experience what it's like mm. to be in a collective, to be part of a global healing movement, mm -hmm. to bring their vision, their mission as an integral part of this experience and to gather and to dance and to play and to create and to mastermind and to, you know, interact and to support in a way that it gets integrated yes. into the being, into the body. Yes, into the cells. Into the cells. Because if we just stay here, mm -hmm. then going back to your thing about living and about life, yeah. then we're cut off from the piece of ourselves that is the most vital. Mm. And so for me, that's what it's going to be all about with WalkFest. WalkFest yes. is the name of the event. Yes. And uh, it is, so let's, let's share with everybody like basic, what do they need to know? WalkFest, Idaho Springs. Yes. The dates are? So it's Idaho Springs, September 14th through 16th. And that's a Friday through Saturday. It's a Friday through Sunday. Sunday, sorry. Yeah, Friday through Sunday. And I just look at this as an incredible gathering of like-minded people. And I would say to anyone who is considers themselves a change maker, an entrepreneur, an innovator, a visionary, but the underlying thing is that they want to generate and create a larger impact. Mm. This is the place to be. Mm. And celebrate wholeness. And celebrate be wholeness. Be around a group of, what, 400, 500 people? Four to 500 people. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot of people. That's a lot That's of people. That's a lot of wholeness. A lot of energy. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of energy. I've had the pleasure of, and it has been a pleasure, to see the people you have brought in to the planning and the logistics yeah. and the sponsorships and the vendorships and <laughs> even just this venue. Share a little bit about this for people that are kind of going, ooh, tell me more. So here's the thing. When I was first starting to think about where I would want to have this gathering, what came to me immediately is it needed to be in nature. Uh -huh. It needed to be outdoors. Because that's what you saw in your walk. Because that's yeah. what I saw in my walk. <laughs> and because there's something very energetic um, and incredible that happens when we're surrounded by nature and actually being held in a mm. container of nature. So I knew that needed to happen, and it's not easy to find great outdoor venues that are close to an airport. But we found an amazing space in Idaho Springs. It is going to be outdoors. It's going to be in the fall when the aspen trees are yes. starting to change. Uh -huh. It is going to be Which surrounded. Which is like a two-day window here in Colorado. <laughs> get two days. It's going to be surrounded by mountains. Um, and I just feel I've been to this space multiple, multiple times. And when you go there, mm. you can just feel it. Mm. And so to me, whatever we create that weekend is going to be magical. I am so excited to be a part of it yeah. and to be in it, not just a part of the the front the the planning phases because you also are establishing a pretty amazing lineup of speakers who do you have coming in oh yeah um sean corn we have dr shafali we have barbara brown taylor um who is an amazing author was time magazines one of the most 100 influential people raj sisodia who's the founder of conscious capitalism uh -huh. Um, Eddie Panero, who is the uh, founder of Your World Within. Just amazing. I mean, just wow. really. And people in 
all different aspects like we were talking about the spiritual realm the business realm the financial realm the because you know we're talking about all these different pillars mm. of you know that are all needing to be aligned you know having a healthy mindset emotional well-being because it's not just business yes so business it's is the front business is the front <laughs> it's it's what we're putting out into the world but we have to be mindful that we have to have an alignment with all those other things. Otherwise, it's not sustainable. Amazing. This is, um, they can go to walkfestevent.com. Yes, they can go to walkfestevent.com or globalhealingcollective.org and find out more information. And I would just say that if anyone out there wants to create more impact, this is where they need to go. Beautiful. Uh, tell us, let's see, let's start to land the, um, magic carpet now. <laughs> yes. uh, the mastership. I totally like journeyed with you there as you were speaking. I'm so, so glad that we captured the energy of this conversation. For those of you listening, I would love to know what inspired you from the things that Suzanne shared about global healing, about the front room, the back room. Where are you right now in building your own movement? Um, please do engage in this conversation. Share in the comments below, or you can fly on over to magiccarpetlife.com and join the conversation there. Uh, before we close, I'd love to know from you this question. What do you <clears throat> think is the most beautiful thing about humanity right now? Uh you know what I, what immediately comes to mind is that I, I have this vision. You know, there's an old Ram Das quote, and Tina Malia, who's going to be singing at Walkfest, mm. has a song called Walking Home. Mm. And the most beautiful thing I find about humanity right now is that we're all just walking each other home. I just saw that on Netflix. I just saw his um, yeah. thing about that, yeah. about going home. Yeah, we're walking each other home. Mm -hmm. And some days it's beautiful and wonderful and magical, and some days it's hard and painful and challenging. I love home as wholeness. Yeah. I love feeling those two. Two words, yeah. In one place. Because when we are whole, we are home. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Give me hugs. <laughs> oh, and I just want to say that I am incredibly, incredibly grateful and blessed to have you in my life mm. and to have everything that you've brought to this vision and to me personally, because I know that we are soul sisters. Yes. And I love the fact that... Um, we're walking each other home. Each other home. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Oh, we're gonna have some. We're gonna have to get lunch after this. I know, right? <laughs> Guys, this is good stuff here. <laughs> Please do um, be sure to follow along in the comments. Share with your friends. Go to walkfestevent.com. Learn about the party that's happening in September here in Colorado where you can also meet both of us. I'll be there with my walkie-talkie and clipboard <laughs> helping to run the show. Um, we'll see you next week on Magic Carpet Life. I'm Tiffany Josephs, and you've been listening to Magic Carpet Life, the podcast. For the visual version of this, head over to magiccarpetlife.com forward slash the show, and then follow me socially on Instagram and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and join me next week for another Magic Carpet Ride.